And welcome into Sports Takes with Jake. Yes, the podcast edition. And yes, this is the third installment of the summer podcasting season. And as always, I'm always overjoyed to welcome in my co-host and best friend and actually in person for the first time ever, Mr. Christian Smith. How you doing tonight, buddy? Good, Jacob. Thank you for having me. It feels great to be back here on the podcast um, after a few weeks off. Um, of course, we just finished up with the radio show um, roughly two to three weeks ago. So it's great to be back here on the podcast, doing what we love, talking sports. Yes, and uh, we will go right into it here. And uh, obviously, since it's the summer, we'll be talking a lot about the Phillies. And it's been a very, uh, I guess we'll say up and down last uh, week and a half since we've had the podcast. And we'll go all the way back to the Marlins series. Um, the Marlins take two or three from the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, Vince Velasquez was supposed to start the last game of the three-game set, um, and he had to be scratched due to a, I believe, numb index finger. So uh, uh, our reliever, Hale, had to come in. He goes three innings, um, only gives up one earned run, which you know obviously a, a good start for the emergency start there. Um, but unfortunately, the offense only produces three hits, and you're going to see... Throughout this week and a half of games that we're going to talk about, this lack of offense is unfortunately a big theme that has been really uh, hurting the Phillies, I believe, partner, in, in these last couple weeks. Yeah, for sure. Um, very disappointing. Um, there's a lot of talent there, and yet they are, they are still, they're still struggling, as you said. Um, they got JT Real Muto back, though, from the, um, it's now the IL, yes, the today, list, yep. of course, so that that's huge getting him back um but we'll see what happens here um you know hopefully Bryce Harper can get it together um he was in a big slump there for a while I think he kind of got out of it but you know still he he should be you know he should be producing better for the Phillies here um but yeah it's been disappointing to see I mean today you know you have Zach Wheeler strikes out 11 batters right 11 12 14 strikeouts 14 yep yeah and you know they still lost so um you know, that's disappointing. Um, the offense has got to do more and um it's gonna be it's gonna be vital down the line here to see how, you know, how far they make it if they wanna make a push for the postseason here as we get into the later months. The offense has to be better. They have to improve and I'm just not seeing that right now, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, you know, we're gonna get to some of these, you know, games he's talking about today a little later, but yeah, it's, it's been a struggle. Um, obviously, losing Didi Gregorius, Bryce Harper still on the injured list, along with Didi Gregorius on the injured list. JT um, Romuto just came back today, um, so he's been out for a while. So it's been a lot of mixing and matching different players, and you know, unfortunately, they just have not been able to produce. And even when you know Harper, Romuto, you know all those guys, Didi have. You know, been in the lineup, they just haven't been producing like they should. And how about this? McCutcheon's only hitting 198 yeah, on the he, year. I didn't think it was that low. He fell below the 200 mark today. Yep. And that's that's tough to see. I mean, he's the leadoff hitter. You know. Yeah. He's gotta he's gotta be doing better than that. And you know, it's just it's, he's been struggling there for a while. I mean, he was on a roll there, and then 
you know, he seemed to, like, you know, drop off a bit there lately. Um, But, yeah, looking at these numbers, very disappointing for sure. And yeah. look, Alec Bohm hitting 209. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a guy that everyone was excited about. I mean, maybe it's just a natural slump and he'll get back. But, you know, it's been rough for him all year. I don't think he's ever really gotten it going this I mean, year. But part of last year, I mean, now, granted, last year's a 60-game season. But he hit 338 last year in the 60-game yeah, yeah. season. And he also, um, you know, not just his offense has been slumping, his defense has been awful. I mean, every game he's committed an error, it seems. I mean, it's just yeah. it's not good. Um, you know, I can't help but think about Dominic Brown. He came up and everybody was excited about him. And, you know, he hit, he hit like 30 home runs and had 100 RBIs the one year. And yeah, he was an all-star one of those years. He was 20, an all-star, yeah. You know, and same thing with Reese Hoskins. I mean, he comes up from the minors that one year. Three, yeah, at the end of in August so. and September, and he hit. What it was, was it, like hot. He was sixteen or eighteen home runs in yes, a month yes, and a half. Yeah, and uh, you know he was rookie of the week and all that other nonsense, and you know, and now he's just like average. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big Reese Hoskins fan. I mean, he's just it's, he's been disappointing to say the least. I mean, yeah. you know, he's hitting two sixty six. It's not terrible, but you know, you'd like to see more out of him. And now, you know, Alec Bohm is just. He's been, he's been, his bat's been slow and, you know, hopefully he can uh, come back here and uh, prove us wrong here as we're comparing him to, to some Phillies in the past that have just not been, that just ended up being major disappointments for sure. Yeah. Hopefully we're not ta talking about Alec Bohm in the same breath as Michael Franco, hopefully. Oh, geez. No. There's another one. There's another beauty. Yeah. He's supposed to be, they even were saying early in his career that he was going to be the uh, centerpiece of the franchise at one point. Yeah, just like Andrew Bynum on the Sixers. We all know how that ended up. Yeah. Is Michael Franco playing on a team, or is he a free agent? Last time I saw he was playing for the Kansas City Royals. Oh, okay. Um, that was last year, I think, but I'm not sure where he's at. I don't know if he's still yeah, there. Good or... riddance. I didn't like that guy. Yeah. Mm. He had a bad attitude, too. And, yeah. You know. And then we move on to the... Red Sox series. The Red Sox came into Philadelphia. Oh, boy. This is just an ugly series. Aaron Nola in the game on Friday night goes five innings, gives up four runs as the Red Sox destroy the Phillies 11-3. Let me just make a comment on him for a second. Yes. He has been awful. Oh, yeah. He's, he's and you know what? Good. This is why I cringe every time somebody says, you know, whether it's an expert, a so-called expert, I should Quote, say. Quote-unquote expert. Yeah, whoever. Um. And they say, oh, he's the ace of the rotation. Oh, he's so good. Aaron Nola, here he comes. Well, here he comes. Here he comes what? You know, the, the pitch four or five innings and be taken out of the game? It's it just, he's he's been terrible. He's been absolutely terrible. Um, What is he, three and five, three and six? I mean, this is a guy that's supposed to be the number one starter. And Zach Wheeler is making him look terrible. Oh, yeah. You know, here's a Zach Wheeler guy. It's, he's a veteran, isn't he? He's been around a while. Yeah. And Aaron Nola is supposed to be this young stud, and he's just been awful. Well, let's see his numbers here. It's nice. A 3 and 4, 3 7 2. I mean, whoever heard of an ace that is a 3 7 2 earn run average and, and it's under 500? Granted, I know it's early in the season. Yeah, you could blame COVID all you want, but he's just been bad. He's been bad. Here's a guy that had one good season, and again, everybody is just, you know, raving about him constantly, and, you know, He's he's got to do better for the Phillies. He's got to pitch better for them. He's got to be that top of the rotation guy, you know. 
you really you look at the starting rotation on this team, and I know now you're bringing up uh you're pulling up Zach Wheeler's numbers here. He's been phenomenal. Four and two, two three. That's six or eight, two, two three, three eight. ERA, yep. Yeah, I mean he's just been phenomenal for the Phillies. I mean he's their number one starter. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what Joe Girardi says or any um quote unquote experts. Um, but yeah, what my point is, Jacob. You know they have this starting rotation here, and there's one guy that has been effective for them this year. One, and it's Zach Wheeler. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just been it's been a disgrace. Now Eflin, you have him here. He's two and four. I mean, there you go. There's another one. A three, four year in. I mean, that's pretty similar to Aaron Noah's numbers. Yeah. So um, it's been it's been disappointing. Um, I, you're not gonna win if you only have one solid starting pitcher. You yeah. know, it all starts there with the pitching. Um, the bullpen. Oh, we didn't get there yet, yeah. but just wait <laughs> for that. You know, I've been waiting for us to get together here. At, you know, to talk because like. You know, the, the bullpen's been awful. The pitching's been awful. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, yeah, it's 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 a miracle the Phillies are two games under five hundred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they have just been a bad baseball team. Yeah, I mean, if you if you were think about the World Series champions the last couple of years, you know, I think, I, I think about the Nationals team two years ago. They had four aces on that staff. Yeah, you need pitching. You know, when they, made, they went through the playoffs, every game pretty much was like they'd give up two runs, three runs at the most. Yeah. And, you know, even you think about the Dodgers last year, again, a, a ton of great starting pitching, you know, Astros, you know, cheaters, you know, whatever happened there. Yeah. They still had great pitching. Um, you know, even the Red Sox getting kind of questionable with the whole cheating thing. But, again, great pitching. You know, that – and even the Rays last year, remember how – Yeah how good their bullpen. And we saw that today um, as the unfortunate Phillies loss again, but um, you got to have good pitching in majors. It doesn't matter how good your offense is. You got to have good pitching to win a, win a championship. Yeah. And when, when you think about it, the, the front office has not addressed the starting rotation in years. No. I mean, when's the last time they had a decent starting rotation? 2011. Yeah. The four aces, the yeah. four aces. Yeah. That's the last time, you know, God bless Doc Halliday and that family. Um, you know, we don't want to go there. Um, it's a whole other story. Um, but you know, it's just been it's been disastrous every year. And um, you know, it makes me think. Well, man, maybe they should have not re-signed DD and went after a starting pitcher instead. Because I know that they were running low on salary cap. You know, cap spaced. You know, of course, you're paying Harper a crap ton of money. Yeah. Um, you know, you're paying Real Muto, which I'm glad it was. It was. That was essential a, that they that brought was, him back. That was money well spent, though. He's yeah. like the best catcher in baseball. But so. Didi, though, I'm not so sure. Yeah, you know? that, that 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 could be one that we might look back on and be like, that could have been a mistake. Yeah, I mean, no, I think they did. I think they did the best they could with the bullpen. I mean, they got some decent guys in there. The bullpen again yeah. hasn't been great, but um, you know, the front office did what they can with what they got and what yeah. was available. But to not sign a starting pitcher, I mean, besides like Chase Anderson and what's the other guy's name? Matt Moore is Matt even Moore. Is in the bullpen now. He's not even in the starting rotation. Yeah, and. Yeah, it's just it's 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 been awful, you know. And I'm pretty sure did Spencer Howard take over Chase Anderson's spot now? I haven't heard him pitch in a week or two. Yeah, so yeah. I'm pretty sure Chase Anderson's out of rotation too now. Good thing because he's been he's he's another one who's just who's just been terrible. Yeah, it's been awful. horrendous. I mean, it's just bad. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know why they decided to sign him. 
You know, I know in the beginning, Jacob, you were like, oh, he's a, he's a veteran. He's a good pick. I mean, his stat, the stat lines are, are solid, but then just for some reason, this year just has not been good. Yeah, it's it's honestly been tough to watch the way, you know, this pitching rotation has, has pitched here lately. And since we're on the pitching, might as well just talk about the bullpen here quick before we get into the other games. We're going to get into some NFL here before and a little bit of golf here as well. Um, a jam-packed show tonight, partner. Yes, yeah, we got about 18 minutes here left in the show, but... Um, but yeah, the bullpen, um, I think solid overall, um, the only gripe I have about the bullpen and, and on Joe Girardi too, I, I think is Jose Alvarado because even for today, for example, I'm watching the game in the pro shop and I'm like, you know, Zach Wheeler pitches seven strong innings, 14 strikeouts, games tied at three. And I'm like, okay, just don't bring in Alvarado, please. And he brings him in. Even though Girardi says I have full confidence, I have no idea who he's, what he's seeing, or if he's just, if that's just manager talk. Because, I mean, every time we watch him partner, it's either, you know, him starting up a fight against the Mets or throwing, you know, wild pitches and Ugh. giving up runs. It just, I just don't understand what what we what this guy or what they see in this guy and you know i don't know what this his stat line is but it's just it's bad i i mean somehow partner he's 4-0 in the season can you imagine that 4-0 yeah i, I saw that yeah 4-0 in the season amazingly you know if we look at his stat line here i mean just awful i mean i mean a 370 ERA i guess not bad but i, I guess you know when he's brought in these high leverage situations, he just is not able to produce. And yeah. even today, he gives up two runs in the eighth inning, ultimately costing the Phillies a win. But I mean, and I think you know, Coonrod's been decent. I mean, he had he had his struggles the other day. He gave up three runs in the Phillies lost. You know, Naris for all the, the the you know the heck we give him. He actually has been decent this year for the most part. Yeah, especially lately, he's pitched a lot better. Um, he's been good on that closer role. It's hard to find a good closer in the ma- in the major leagues. So you know he's been playing. I think he's been decently pitching decently well. And you know Kinsler has been okay. I think for the most part, David Hale they haven't used much. So I don't really know how. I can't really assess him yet at this point of the season. But you know I think overall you know I guess Ranger Suarez is back in the bullpen again. Mm-hmm. More of like a long reliever type guy. So. I don't know what your thoughts are. But I think overall it's been decent, except I mean, I'm just my gripe is with Alvarado, but yeah, it, you know, it, yeah, you're right. It hasn't been terrible, and that's um, that's actually a step in the right direction. I think yeah. you know with how this bullpen has been the last few years, um, probably dating back to 2011, as you know, mm-hmm. again, um, uh, which actually the last time the Phillies actually made the playoffs ten years ago, probably. and actually had a winning record. I mean, yeah, it, it's just been a long decade. I mean. My goodness, and you know, so yeah, they haven't been terrible. I think I think you know the starting rotation and the offense is more of a concern right now. Um, you know, the bullpen's you know helping them win some games here and there. Um, but you know, you're right though; they haven't been horrible, and that's that's been good to see. Yeah. So then we go to some other games here. Um, last Saturday night, Phillies was a close one, four three. They had their chances late. A couple guys on base here at the end, but were not able to pull out a win. You know, that was a really fun baseball game to watch. Nice. It was close, and but if you know, again, leaving guys in scoring position that those final two innings there, 
in the end, they left them loaded. And bases loaded one out, you know, you think they'd at least get one run in. I mean, all you need is a fly ball. Yeah. Or maybe even a ground ball somewhere, you know. Mm. And I believe back-to-back strikeouts in the mm. game. And was it McCutcheon that went down looking? Yeah, and I think Harper struck out too. So. Yeah, and Harper struck out in the end there. And, you know, this is why I get disappointed. It's like, you know, here you are paying a guy $330 million and he's anything but clutch. Yeah. You know, he he comes up to bat there in that situation and, and you need him to to get you a run. You need him to keep this game going or even win it for you. And, and well, he strikes out. And, uh, you know, it's very it's been very frustrating to watch, you know, the fact that he's been struggling here. And, you know, just hasn't really gone it going at all here in Philadelphia since his arrival. Mm. Um, I think we're all still waiting around for him. Um, we shall see what happens. Yeah, and then Sunday afternoon, a Zach Wheeler domination, seven innings, 12 Ks, also had three hits, helped himself out the plate. The Phillies win 6-2 over Boston. Um, that was a solid win, avoiding the sweep. Yes. And then we get to, uh, unfortunately, and also... On top of that, Bryce Harper two for his last 25, 13 strikeouts. I think he was I think he's been playing hurt. That's why he's been struggling a lot. And then we get to the Marlins series down in Miami. A four-game set. Marlins take game one, nine, six. Um, players are seen laughing in the dugout. Obviously not a good sign there. You, you know, you'd like to see players more upset instead of joking around when you're losing like that. Um and then the next game on Tuesday. Phillies blanked the Marlins 2-0. The Reese Hoskins two-run home run the difference. Velasquez pitches well again, six shutout innings. Um, he was actually called a high school pitcher by a fan partner, and he shushed him off <laughs> after after the inning there. Maybe that's what he needs, you know. He yeah, needs little, some little adversity. Yes, you know, he needs some motivation, you know, and that, that's what gets these guys fired up, and, you know, he goes out there and he pitches, pitches a gem. You know, it was great to see. You know, it's very rare that, that Vince Velasquez lasts more than four innings, even yeah. three. He's pitched six innings, I believe, the last four starts. So Yeah, so that's that's been good to see. He's been pitching better for the Phillies, and, you know, good thing. I mean, they gave him a million to one chances. Yeah. It's nice <laughs> to see he's finally, you know, coming around a little bit. Yeah. Of course, we can knock on wood, and, you know, because watch the next start, he'll be right back to his old self, but maybe he'll keep it going. Yes. And then the third game of the four-game <clears throat> four set, uh, Sam Coonrod gives up three runs late. The Phillies lose 4-2 after being up 2-1 in the eighth inning. That was a rough loss. And then Thursday afternoon, uh, Torres beats out a double ball, t- double play ball excuse me, in the ninth inning to push the Phillies to a win to earn the series split with the Marlins. So I, I'm not, I think honestly there's a good split there considering our struggles against Miami Marlins of, as of late. And then today, a very weird day off on Friday, a very rare occurrence there in the majors. You never see that a Friday off. No, usually a Monday or a Thursday. But they got the Friday off and then a quick two-game set at the Trop, as we call it, the Dome down there in Tampa Bay. And... Uh, Zach Wheeler dominates seven innings, 14 strikeouts, as we said earlier. Um, Alvarado blows it there in the eighth inning, gives up two runs, and <laughs> Phillies lose 5-3. 
Uh, partner of the top six hitters, two for 21 with 10 strikeouts for the Phillies. Yeah. So just yeah. more struggles from the offense. Not really much else to say there. Then we move on to the NFL. And, you know, as as always, there's always a lot of uh, stuff to talk about in the NFL. Go through this a little quicker because we got a little golf to talk about as well here. Um, Julio Jones goes on Fox Sports 1 and says, quote, I'm out of there. Out of Atlanta, he wants out. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of rumors about Baltimore, New England going after Julio. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, well, he's, he's surely on his way out. Um, I think th those are some good fits there. Um, I think New England makes a ton of sense. I think he may want to go somewhere like there. Um, they just drafted Mac Jones. So that could be overall pick. that could be a nice target for him. I think Mac Jones starts day one. Mm, that's a that's a hot take. A lot of people are saying Cam will start the year and then Mac will take over about week five or six. We shall see what happens there. Yeah, um, be interesting. I I think I think Bill Belichick might just dive right into him and say, "Here you go. You know, this is your team, and um, you know, we'll see what happens." Um, but yeah, I I like the I like the new the New England fit there. Um. Notice these are pretty much all contenders, maybe not so much the Chargers there. Um, but Baltimore, Tennessee, New England, I mean, all good teams. You know, the idea is here that he wants to go to a contender. You know, he's been around for a long time. And, um, yeah, I could definitely see him going to any of those three teams. The Chargers, I'm not too sure about that one. Yeah. And then, obviously, we got to talk about Aaron Rodgers' partner. Obviously, the disgruntled. I called it. Disappointed, upset. Green Bay quarterback MVP winner last year. Yep. Uh, 16 seasons in Green Bay. And, you know, it's, all signs are pointing to he wants out of Green Bay. He said it's about the philosophy. It's about the culture. And it, it seems he's on his way out. Partner, where do you see him landing? Well, I, I from the very beginning, even before any kind of rumors came out, I thought Denver was a good fit for him. Um, Denver's Denver needed a quarterback for a long time. Now they haven't had a decent quarterback since Peyton Manning. Um, and it just makes sense. I mean, you know, we had a history teacher, our sophomore year that said history repeats, repeats itself and history is repeating itself here. I mean, they, they, um, they trade, they, you know, they signed Peyton Manning, they signed Peyton Manning, um, late in his career. Um, and he won them a Super Bowl. Well, it was more so their defense that year, yeah. but he, he, you know, he brought a lot of success there. They won every year. They were in the NFC Championship, AFC Championship games a few times. Um, they were in the Super Bowl and lost to Seattle, of course. Um, but in the end, he won a Super Bowl there. Um, so I think it makes a ton of sense that, that they pick him up. Um, although, you know, the only thing is, um, you know, how good is Denver and will Aaron Rodgers want to go somewhere like there? I know he is on his, they are on his, quote, wish list. Um, you know, there's a, there were a few teams that were on there. Um, and of course Denver was one of them. Um, but Denver's not too talented. Um, I don't know how he feels about Vic Fangio. Mm, yeah. So, but I, I think in the end, if he, he's going to probably end up there, um, they seem to be the most interested. You didn't do know who the other teams were. I, my mind's drawing a blank here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously Denver has been thrown around a lot. Um, Miami has been thrown around. 
That could be a pot. I mean, they were ten and six last year with two attack of Iloa and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So you know, getting Aaron Rodgers could easily put them over the the edge there. But but again, you're in a division with Buffalo and New England. So yeah, that'd be a tough one. I've heard Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, possibly that, that is that is also a possibility. John He's obviously Gruden. a huge upgrade over Derek Carr. Obviously, what they have now. Um, and there's a team that has talent, very good on defense. Um, and maybe that's they have very good coaches. Well, I like Coach Gruden. I think he's a good coach. Um, I I think that Aaron Rodgers would, that'd be a great fit for him as well. Um, but I don't know. It seems like John Gruden like is just he, he his trust is still in Derek Carr. Yeah. I mean, all these years, you know, you hear oh they might be moving on from Derek Carr. He always comes down and he defends them. And says every time Derek Carr is our starting quarterback. Yes. I think he might have. I think he might have even said it this time yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. Well, our trust, our full trust, is in Derek. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about that. Um, but again, that would be a good fit on paper. Um, yeah. But for whatever reason, John Gruden, the, who should have never left Monday Night Football. No. I mean, I was like, that's like the best gig. I mean, just one game a week, and you know, yeah, gets to like you know talk about the game and. You know, all uses brilliant football knowledge he got. Um, but he wanted to return to coaching. And now he's with the Raiders. Um, but yeah, I, I think he ends up in Denver, Jacob. Yeah, and another. I mean, obviously, another spot would have been San Francisco, where you know Aaron Rodgers obviously went to Cal, the University of California. But you know, obviously, Green Bay rejected their their trade offer from San Francisco, and obviously, Fortnite trade up and got Trey Lance. So, I guess that's out of the question. But I agree, partner. I, I mean, I was with you early, very early on before this all came out, or I guess when it initially came out. We both agreed he was going to go to Denver, and I still believe that to be true. You know, they have the best defense. Miami would be a very interesting destination. I think if he were to say, I want to go to Miami, and him and Julio team up and go to Miami, I think Miami easily gets rid of Tua Tagovailoa. Easily. Because you think about I mean, it, the thing is, Aaron Rodgers has probably a good four or five years left in him. I think anybody would get rid of anybody for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, mean, I would love to see him go to the Giants and they would just can Daniel Jones. Because I mean, come on, Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones. There's no comparison there, <laughs> except I don't think we have enough money to pay him. You know, that's no. the thing. There. We're a good enough team. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. The Gi- my Giants are going to be a sleeper this year. Oh, we're gonna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I-, I think we're going to emerge in the NFC East, and you're mm. going to see. Uh, us be an 11 or 12 win team part. <laughs> oh boy. We'll have, to, we'll have to play the audio back in, in January and laugh at them when, when, when they have about six or seven. Yeah, wins. what are the Eagles going to be? Uh, three, 13, and one? <laughs> Folks, there is 17 games this year. Yes. Okay. We, we love another week in the NFL partner. I just want to take a minute to blast CBS Sports for projecting my Giants to go 7 and 11. 7 and 10 partner. Seven and ten, whatever it was. Yeah. Eagles projected eight and nine. Yeah, I don't know in what world they think the Eagles are going to be better than the Giants. The Giants are hungry. They want it. They are ready to face the Eagles because of what your Eagles did to my Giants last year. My mm-hmm. Giants should have been the NFC East champion at six and ten. And what does Doug Peterson do? Throws he, the game. He throws the game. Literally throws the game on prime time Sunday football. There was a very good chance that Jalen Hurts would have led the Eagles to victory in that game. Yes. And for whatever reason. Well, he wanted a higher draft pick, and then it cost him his job, and I'm thrilled. Yeah. I think they would have brought him back if they had that not happened. Yeah, and now we'll move on to the, the PGA Championship, my favorite uh, event. Well, not my favorite event, but my favorite event because 
at least this year so far, because my favorite golfer, Phil Mickelson, at the age of 50 years old, wins a major championship, the oldest major champion by about a year and a half, actually over two years, because he's 50, 50 years, 11 months, 7 days old. He was 10 or par at one point in the second nine on Friday. Or I'm sorry, he shot a 62, which is 10 or par, which included, included the second nine on Friday and the first nine on Saturday. He was just dominating in the middle portion of this tournament. Um, he played very well holding off the major championship hunter Brooks Kepka along with South African Louis Oosthuizen, who again plays very well with the majors at 4 under par. Phil ended up winning this at 6 under par. He actually had a four-shot lead in the second nine on Sunday. Um, and it was just a great win to see, because obviously historically, but also, you know, Phil Mickelson is probably one of the most popular golfers, as indicated, on the 18th hole when he was winning the tournament, and they let the ropes down, and all these fans were swarming him, and and you know, chanting his name and and cheering for him, and uh, you know, it meant especially a lot for me because you know my pop, who unfortunately passed away a couple months ago, but uh, that was his favorite golfer, and uh, obviously kind of passed down to me. That he was obviously my favorite golfer too, so it was um, it was pretty cool to see, um, and it's just just a great tournament. He won his sixth major championship, and actually will be pairing up with Tom Brady to face Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers in the match coming up in July. So that should be interesting there to see. I'm, I'm, my money's on Phil and Brady again to win. With the the seven-time Super Bowl champion, the six-time major champion, and Phil Mickelson, I think they get it done. So with that, we'll wrap up here. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, another great show. We will be back next week. And I'll talk about our Phillies hopefully winning some games and where will Aaron Rodgers end up? Who knows? So for all that, thank you, Christian, for being thank here. Thank you for having me. And God bless. Have a great night.